welcome back to the Heart Square podcast. This week we spoke to Matt, Helen and Andrew, who are all senior business change consultants here at HeartSquare. Um, and we had a chat this week about what transformation means in practice. It's a bit of a buzzword in our sector, but we spoke to them about what it actually means. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah, so as you say, the guys are all um, senior business change consultants with us. Uh, they've all been, uh, either are currently or have already worked on projects which could be described as digital transformation projects or transformation projects. Um, but that's part of the, the reason for, for inviting them to come and talk about it because, you know, we do definitely see they might work on what we would describe as the same project. One client calls, one client thinks it's a digital transformation, the other one doesn't. Um, you know, do you have to be epic to, to qualify? Or, or what does it mean? It means different things to different people. We know this. Um, and these guys are, are the ones out there who know, who have a really good perspective on it. So hence, like you say, hence inviting them in today. Yeah, definitely. So we will get started into this week's podcast. But if you do enjoy the episode, do let us know by leaving us a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Heart Square podcast. Today we are joined by Helen, Andrew and Matt, all senior business change consultants here at Heart Square. Um, so before we get started, we obviously all know each other, but um, I wondered if you could just give a brief introduction um, to yourself. Um, perhaps if we start with you, Helen. Yes, great. Thank you, Ellie. Yes, um, I'm Helen, uh, Helen McGrath. I'm, as you said, a senior business change consultant at Heart Square. Um, um, I'm working on a CRM implementation for a large organisation at the moment and uh, also gathering, um, uh, carrying out a vendor selection process uh, with, with another client. So pretty busy right now. Cool. Thanks, Helen. And Andrew? Yeah, hi there. Um, I'm Andrew Scanran, um, a senior business change consultant at HeartSquare. Um, I'm working on a, a CRM and portal implementation at a, a large membership organisation. Uh, and just about to close out uh, CRM implementation at a uh, uh, trade and exhibition body. Cool, thank you. And finally, Matt. Thank you, Ellie. I'm Matt Dunphy, Senior Business Change Consultant at Heart Square. Currently working with Helen on her uh, CRM implementation and actually working with another organisation somewhat in the region of digital transformation at the moment. So happy to be having this conversation. Cool. Thank you. And thanks all for joining us today. Um, so today we wanted to kind of delve into what transformation really means in practice. Yeah, thanks. Ellie. So the reason for doing that is, you know, digital transformation, it's one of those terms that's out there. It's been out there for a little while. Lots of people throw the term around. Um, but what it actually means is, yeah, is up for grabs, really. Um, it may just be the latest trend. Uh, it may be people wanting better tech, but we thought it'd be good. You know, you guys are out a lot, obviously, as you just described, talking with clients, working in the sector. Um, so to hear from you of what you think or what you're seeing, it actually means in practice. Um, although just one thing to kind of set it up is what we did do is I had to look at Wikipedia. You know, if you're going to Google, then you end up at Wikipedia. That's the world we're in, right? Um, and the, the definition, which is worth reading out, is Digital transformation is the adoption of digital technology to transform services or businesses through replacing non-digital or manual processes with digital processes or replacing older digital technology with newer digital technology, which uses digital a lot, you know, but there's <laughs> lots of words in it. It doesn't really slide off the time. And I'm not convinced that that's what we see in practice. 
Um, but Ellie and I were talking earlier, and actually you had a really good point on the whole digital transformation piece and how digital was all over that statement. Yeah, so it's kind of digital, yeah, as we said, is is everywhere in that statement. But I think what might be the sort of the difference for, you know, different organisations is the word transform um, and what that actually means for, you know, depending on size or size of the organisation or anything like that. And um, so, you know, you, as Rob said, you have you work with lots of clients each day. So you're probably best to tell us kind of what do you see that definition being for your clients that you work with and what does it actually mean in practice that you see? Um, perhaps I'll start then. Um, I think, yeah, I've read that definition actually and I agree. Um, somehow it, it doesn't seem to cover the breadth of things in terms of we actually see a lot of clients who um, want to um, make a transition from one state to another. And almost in a way we run transition projects in another vein we have so many of our organizations almost all want to modernize to move from legacy tech to, to modern digital tech i agree with you both that the transformation piece for me is much more about the the spirit of vision and wanting to be and operate in a, an immeasurably different way in the future two, three years of the future. I think what I'm pleased to see and pleased to be working on at Hardsquare is more of a commitment to, to that, to that actual multifaceted um, program of work, which involves uh, transforming the organisation. And um, so not just moving from paper to electronic format or not just moving from old tech to new tech, but really saying we will be different on behalf of our vision and mission in the future. I suppose the final thing I'd say before I pass over just you know observations is I, I've, I've worked on a, 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 an attempt to get a large scale transformation program going before Hardsquare. And I think one of the reasons it's faltered was because it was so big, but the, the elements of getting that going practically weren't done properly. So there's actually a lot of um, material out there about failed transformations. So I think it's very important for us to try and talk a bit about how do we practically successfully transform organisations given this is large scale change. I'm uh, just having a look there to see if um, if Andrew or Helen wanted to to comment. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I, I, I read that definition as well um, and a couple of others um, because it's one of those buzz phrases that we hear a lot but I wasn't really sure I understood exactly what it meant. Um, despite being in the industry where we, we talk about it a lot. So, so I looked that definition up. I think one of the things that surprised me was almost sort of how lowly it felt when I read it. it, it replacing old tech, is that really digital transformation? I'm, I'm not sure if it, if it is. And I think what you just said, Matt, is quite interesting that the transformation part of it doesn't necessarily come through the, the replacement of technology. It's more about the, the cultural change within the organisation, the, the ambition of that replacement of technology and, and the ambition of how that technology will develop the business. Um, uh, new business processes, new ways of working, new ways of interacting with stakeholders, members, donors, whoever it might be. 
and I think that's the key point. The transformation doesn't come through the tech. The transformation comes through the business, um, whatever the business might be, and how they use that tech and what their ambitions are for that tech. Yes, lots, lots to consider there. Um, I think, yeah, we, we need to try and define what digital transformation means, and obviously it means different things for different different people. Um, I had a client recently who didn't didn't like the term at all when it was used um, by a technology partner. They almost thought, thought it was old fashioned. And then when I spoke to some other partners about it, they they agreed actually, and they've said you need to drop the word digital and just keep it at transformation. Um, because um, this, this particular technology partner felt that um, when sometimes when you use the word digital, it means then that you uh, deflect it and move it back to you might say, oh, that's that's the website's team's area that they do digital or, you know, the IS, the information services team, they're the ones that do digital. It doesn't affect us. Whereas if you talk about transformation and you make it about people, processes and services and define what that that means for you as an organisation. So you do need that vision piece. So then it's clear what what does that what exactly are we transforming? Then I think it brings it a bit more clarity, I guess, because otherwise it's a bit of a it gets thrown around, as we've said, but it's not it's not clearly defined for each individual client. And I think it needs that for each project so that people know what they're they're um, you know, aiming for. What, what's the end result? I agree. Yeah, it is. I think the focus is around transformation. And actually, Matt, you talked about earlier that transition. Um, but I do think it is important. You know, yes, there's an aspect to it, which is oh, they just management speak and all that kind of you know, bingo time. Um, but nonetheless, there is a context of the change that we're trying to bring about in people and processes and services, which is that it is, whether it's either inspired, driven or enabled, at least by digital, by the kind of age, the digital age that we're working in. So I think it's important almost not to give digital a bad name in the middle of this. Does that make some sense? It does. Yeah, I think um, in a a way the organization I'm working on at the moment has almost said verbatim to me, I think it was this morning, that, you know, yeah, that your point, Helen, everything digital seems to come to us and sort of be boxed off as only our territory. And their ambitions are much more that in the lifeblood of the organization, everybody's thinking how they can use a digital tool to um, to bring things forward a bit. Um, and I think I've read another um, definition, which I think is probably more from the corporate world, but it talks a lot more about kind of identifying opportunities using digital. And, you know, we, we never pander against the NFP saying there's not income generation, there's not revenue considerations. So I'm really interested in how from any art or part of an organisation, someone goes, this tool will help us get more members. It will help us come in line with the fact that most users have got, uh, you know, Google and social media and a lot of digital activity in their personal lives. Just bringing that up to um, up to a, a, a modern kind of uh, standpoint. Um, Andrew? I, I, yeah, just I think going back to, to Helen's point, um, digital transformation as a phrase I, I wonder if that implies that the transformation is led by the digital. So, so we're going to get a new system and that system will allow us to get more members, for, for example. Um, and actually, that's the wrong way around. That the, the, the digital, the new systems should be there to support the transformation, not be the transformation in itself. 
And I wonder, Helen, whether where your client didn't like that phrase, it's because they kind of understood that. They they understood that that the transformation needs to come from the business. The tech is there absolutely to support it and enable it, but it shouldn't be there to, to lead it. Uh, just a, an open open question. Yeah, I think that's um, that, that's a good point. I didn't I didn't explore it in depth with, with them at the, at the at the time, largely because of time and because I was quite surprised actually at, at their response. But to to um, but they are very um, they're very analytical actually, and they want to do a lot with their data and in terms of segmentation and in terms of um, analysis and KPI. So they're very ambitious actually about what what they want to achieve. So maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's that, that's why they know they see that that the the benefit that, that the digitalization, if I can get the words out, will bring. Um, but yeah, but it's wider than that. And they know what they want to do, they Helen. Do. So they've got good ideas of how they want to use that data. Yeah. It's not being driven by what the, the system can or can't do. It's yeah. being driven by what the teams need to be able to do to, to do their job, raise more money, get more members, whatever it might be by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point because I think what that then speaks to, and I think, um, I mean, you all guys, you guys have all recently or are currently working on technology projects, yeah, implementing new technology. But what you're, what you're saying actually is that the example you're giving, Helen, in particular, is one where they're not, you know, it's not a technology project. It, that is just a means to an end, yeah? And that's where the transformation comes into play, isn't it? It's about what's the purpose of the transformation. The digital, putting in new systems, putting in new technology or improving current technology helps them to achieve it, but they absolutely have got their eyes on the prize of what they can then do after. And it's about mining data, better engaging with their supporters, that kind of idea. Is that, I mean, is that one way of looking at it you know, from your, the perspective you and your clients have got is it that the transformation piece is about beyond the tech project is that where you're going i think so if i can pick up um because i do go more formally then to the idea of future vision and the future state of being of an organization i actually think you know the organizations we work with particularly at the senior level the, the smts at the executives that's their conversation what way do we want to be in future? What things do we want to do differently in future? And um, it's almost like we bring a lot of the how with our technology partners. Um, but I just think it is, yeah, if we were saying what's the best way to approach this is, well, let's start in just the way we want to be in three years time, the things we want to do differently, the new things we want to do and the opportunities for that and link everything about the toolkits and the solutions to that drive. And um, Matt, do you think, though, that we have a role and our, our partners, the tech partners, have a role in educating our clients about the possibilities of the technology? Um, I've certainly been involved with, with a client where they did have very far reaching ambitions that a, a tech transformation um, would, would enable. But I have had other clients where the driver for the project is much more about replacing legacy technology, uh, outdated, old and soon to be unsupported technology. They don't necessarily have that longer term vision. And I wonder what role we have in, in and the partners have in, in really pushing 
the possibilities of the tech and the possibilities of that transformation are to our clients. And I'm sure Helen will have a view. Right? I'll be brief. Um, strategy and roadmap, those other two much abused terms. I think HeartSquare has got a growing role in, in actually after business case, how we help inform strategy, particularly in, in the digital technology space within an organisation. And, you know, there can be roadmaps for many things, but as you say, a true roadmap that considers the sequence of how you bring tools in is really important, especially when you talk about things like AI, machine learning, complex data analysis tools. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess it is, uh, as, as you're saying, Matt, it is a long-term journey, isn't it? And, it, and it's, it's okay, Andrew, if, if, if a client just, just wants to, to replace that, the, the legacy tech, because that's still a, um, that's still a digital transformation, isn't it? It's just, might, might, it might have a more, perhaps, um, limited or narrow or more refined scope initially, whilst, because that's the driver to, to, get, to get the new technology in so that, that they um, can function as a business. I meet the basic needs and then they can look to explore transformation further down further down the road yeah I think you'll pick up on some really interesting points and it kind of leads back to you know what we were discussing about the definition earlier is that you know it can mean different things for different organizations so it can be mean just for simply replacing a legacy system could be their digital transformation versus you know a business process change um, that could also encompass kind of that digital transformation. Is is that sort of what you're seeing just generally? It can, you know, mean different people, different things and sort of just mainly sort of adapting to fit um, for purpose in a digital world, really. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes the driver as well is, um, I think me member organisations are more conscious of, satisfaction levels and the need to um you know keep their members engaged and you know to keep them as members you know as member retention is obviously very very important i think that comes across more than it does in um in charities and fundraising charities maybe that's because the donors are a little bit more distant you know inevitably unless unless you're dealing with corporate partners but member organizations it's very much top of mind how are we going to retain them what can we do to make their their, um, you know, the member experience better with us. And quite often then that can be a driver then for the digital transformation because they want, uh, you know, and members have got such high expectations now. We all have as consumers, don't we? Because we're all on, you know, online banking and Amazon and all the rest of it. And we're expecting, you know, next day delivery and, you know, or, you know within four hours and all the rest of it. So we have all these high expectations. So inevitably you transfer those expectations to other parts of your life, don't you? So you remember a professional organisation, you go, well, I can get that from, from Amazon. I can get that from... Um, you know, waitress or whatever. Why can't I get it from you? So that, that, um, there's there's that as well. So you know, member organisations have to up their game. All organisations, in fact, have to up their game a little bit because the bar has been set high. And so the transformation is is, is about that too, meeting meeting those members at one and and or donor needs. And um, I definitely think uh, what both of you mentioned there. It's crucial to preserve them both. Like if we look at the big change for organisations, there are now so many enterprise level platforms cloud service is the norm or the aim to get to cloud service you know it is very clear for for charities and not for profits um and you're right we are all subscribers now we have a deck of subscriptions mm. that we we go to 
and I love the idea of how many times have we said as consultants, well, we are not Amazon here, you know, <laughs> we don't have those budgets and we don't have um, that, that, you know, breadth. And I think something like process, Ellie, I think it's part of our brief today. Why not just say our transformative focus is process? And in six months, we're going to do, now six months is a short time frame, but we're going to do some quite radical in, in one tranche of change that is going to transform our process. And even for a small charity, they mustn't feel left out from this sort of endeavour. And something like that is a, a good example that they, they could be doing. It's a really good point. Oh, I was thinking, though, so slightly devil's advocate on that, um, actually on the conversation, which is around, you know, for some organisations, they are simply looking to implement new technology. Yeah, is actually classing that as digital transformation. They may feel like they have to call it that. Yeah, but is it classing that as digital transformation, which is actually giving it the bad name that then clients are pushing back against and saying, you know, it's it's old term now. We, we, you know, we're not doing that. Is it is it actually good for digital transformation to keep it at that slightly more ambitious, slightly more process focused change? as opposed to technology change, because it is still quite right and appropriate to simply want a better CRM solution website, whatever it may be. Actually, do you have to badge it as digital transformation? Can you not achieve your own success by replacing that tech? And like I say, come back round and say, actually, it's the process and the people change which makes it transformation. Is that the essence of it? And I will certainly ask for colleague help here, but I think, uh... That feels like something we're really grazing up against as let's not call everything digital transformation. Um, and uh, actually, you're you know, right to, to sort of bring it in and, and go, is, is it just you know, a project to revolutionise process? Is that digital transformation? I think it's in the transform. If an organisation feels they are transforming by doing that, it honours the name. But if it's not, you know, a spade, don't call it a spade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Andrew, how did how your, because you recently had go lives with new tech, you know, and um, certainly the clients are ambitious. I mean, how do they see that? Um, I think the client experience that I've had um, over the last year or so, including a go live, um, the, the tech and the project has enabled quite significant change within the organisation. Um, maybe those were ambitions that they had in the first place, maybe not, but they, they, they realised through the course of the project, I think that the scope of what the technology will enable them to achieve. Um, neither client, however, um, ever uses the phrase or use the phrase digital transformation or even transformation on its own. Um, they're looking for efficiency, they're looking for um, automation, they're looking for segmentation, analytics, um, but, but the actual phrase digital transformation never comes up. Um, not so, uh, And neither, if I'm honest, would it be a phrase that I would use to a client, possibly because it, it's that sort of buzz phrase that is, is almost meaningless in, in some respects that I would rather talk about some of the detail um, with the client and even if in the back of all of our minds we we understand that it is transformative um, that's not the language that I would tend to use. Uh, mm. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, because it could just sound a bit. Yeah, it just does not it doesn't add any value. I'm speechless. Just a bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, it just, uh, yeah, it doesn't necessarily add add value, and it could just sound a bit um, pompous. I guess that's that, it, there's there's uh, I think there's there's that. Whereas if you you focus on what they they really want to achieve, which Andrew said, it is things like efficiencies, doing things better, faster, so that they can do other things as well. There's that when um my my um go live um a couple of years ago with a membership medical membership organisation. Uh, the membership manager's role was going to change now completely. The, um, her, the, her line manager was going to have to completely re- rewrite her job description because everything had changed in her, her role. And they were really excited about that. The membership manager was was, was excited about that. That um, her line manager was excited about that. So that I mean that you know that is transformation. She's getting a brand new job out of it. But everyone was really happy about it because they were able to do brand new, brand new things. So that's what was that's what made them excited saving all that those time and, and there is something about just focusing on those things because they're real and it's what they want to achieve and it's real and whereas if you, you chuck around terms like digital transformation then there is the risk that you just turn people off because it doesn't mean anything yeah no, i think that's a really good example actually because you know we do talk about don't we you know the purpose of bringing in things like automation workflows you know yes it's about giving consistency of experience omni-channel and all that kind of thing but internally it is a, about allowing administrative roles to become engagement roles that kind of idea mm. and maybe that's where actually that's a really good reason for keeping it real you know not getting carried away with big terms that are unrelatable um but underneath it that is the change that's being driven which may actually be a transformation if you want to call it that but it doesn't it's not helpful to describe it almost it makes it it takes it too far away from the daily yeah yes unrelatable is a good word um because I do agree it's nice to have the kind of the um the contrast the views on it because I, I I definitely do agree there are things we can just call lean improvement there are things we can call continuous improvement there's things we can call efficiency exercises or projects you know um but I, I just had one of these moments because I think it might be relevant hopefully not a tangent that um we can also talk so much about these things from the organization's point of view outward it's something really significant to think about are our users are our members are our stakeholders driving us towards a transformation um you know uh, given what they see in their lives and it's literally just to say that that i think so much of this has a healthy home if we think we must transform to be more in line with what our members need now in this in this digital world um i think that's a key driver um I think the one thing that I've seen, particularly in the move from legacy system to to the new platform technologies in particular, is is the wish to offer a far more 360 degree and integrated experience to members, to to members, stakeholders, donors, whoever it might be. and that online interaction with the stakeholders, I think, is always a really, really big driver for, for people wanting to change those systems. As Helen, you said, particularly at the moment, we live in a very digital world. We, we can't go to the shops. Uh, we, we have spent our last 12 months entirely online. And so everybody's expectations have changed enormously. And I think that is a driver now for, for upgrading a membership organization's online presence not just the website but how that website interacts with the members and how the members are able to interact with the 
the, the back end systems. And it's no longer good enough, I don't think, to have a slightly clunky experience that doesn't offer the whole range of services that, that competitors might do um, and that doesn't integrate fully with the back end systems. So for, from the administrative point of view, for, for the uh, organisation, they want to capture that data, they want to see that data, they want to capture those interactions and, and offer that service out. And I think a lot of it is very outward facing now as a result. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. And something I've, you know, been thinking about as we've been sort of chatting away is, you know, is that kind of the essence of that term, you know, digital transformation and everything that that brings is to meet the expectations of, you know, members, donors and and all that the in today's world, you know, is the essence to try and keep up with our expectations. We've got, you know, new technologies introduced every day. You know, you you buy a phone one day and then an upgrade comes out the next day. You're constantly trying to keep up. And I think that's quite an interesting kind of thing for, you know, organizations as well, moving from legacy systems or wanting to achieve our, their ambitions. Because essentially at the end of the day, they want to serve their members and donors. Um, to meet their expectations is is that the essence of you know what a project does does it you know it doesn't kind of stop once you kind of move from a legacy system to a new system it's kind of an ongoing you know process and project and I think and yeah it's a really good point I think underneath what that is then is the transformation is it almost Picking up on points you've made earlier about the expectations we have in our lives generally, yeah, that we can wander around on a smartphone, order something from 300 miles away and it's here by 10 o'clock if I get in by three, that kind of, you know, that idea that you can access anything anywhere in our in our everyday lives is the transformation for nonprofits actually to be to come across to that. So there's not that different experience because there used to be a different experience. It's like, you know, I'm more formal in the business context than I am in a personal context and that kind of idea and that blurring of lines. Yeah. But actually the nonprofits coming to meet their audiences and stakeholders where they are living that life now, that maybe that is underneath that, that transformation piece. Matt, I can see you're hoping um, yeah, I'm, I'm nodding furiously here because um, I think, it, you know, you, we always have our clients in mind. And I think um, one of the thing, there are two things really that spring to mind is a um, beautiful statement from a, a you know leader in an organisation I'm working with that um, through all of this change, they don't want to lose um, the value of face to face interaction and the commune uh, with members or, or with stakeholders in that way. So it's almost like that becomes a hybrid approach of how are we face to face, but using digital tools quite smartly. Um, and then the other thing is, um, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, watch the feedback comments. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, in the, in the NFP charity space, the, the people are onto us. They don't want clunky, as Andrew says, anymore. They don't want um, something that is seeming expensive and unwieldy. They probably want elegance as well as um, the service of their their needs, um, or some some form of gratitude for their donation and their support. So I think it's it's a it's a kind of a beautiful goal to have to actually come up in the sector, not only to a mark of modernism but to a mark of excellence and elegance. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way of, of summarising that, yeah, Matt, or a nice way of summarising what the ambition is 
yeah, that organizations, nonprofits are seeking to achieve through their transformation. And again, that's great because it takes it beyond the digital, beyond the tech project to what's the purpose, what's the objective. Yeah, success is when my supporters are able to engage with me without it being something different. It's nothing left field for them. It's just routine. It's easy. It's familiar. It's comfortable for them. That's what they want members, supporters, etc., to be able to do. And that's therefore the challenge that nonprofits are trying to address, not about the tech, but about the experience yeah, that they can then offer. Yeah. Moving from functional, I, I can log on to a website to to that smooth experience that we we have elsewhere. The the, the and, and bringing in that kind of UX expert as part of the the tech project, particularly when it's web uh, or portal, uh, to create those member journeys. People want it to be a slick and smooth experience, not not uh, not a difficult or challenging one. Um, which maybe five ten years ago would would have been happy to accept. Yeah, um, equally when you're talking about that kind of you know value, feeling valued, yeah, by your membership body or your or the charity you're supporting, you know, you don't want to have to each time you make contact, you don't want to have to reintroduce yourself and say, hey, I'm Rob and this is what I'm interested in. You want to be recognised for the participation and sharing that you've had previously. That's part of that experience, isn't it? It's not just stick technology. It's actually, oh yeah, you are, you know, you live in the southeast, you're interested in this, you engaged here. You've joined us on that campaign. You haven't joined us on that campaign, so we won't tell you about it. that kind of idea. Yeah, is about making it better for me as that supporter um, to contribute where I want to and to be shown information that I'm interested in and not bombarded with everything. You know, that's pray and pray piece has to go. For example, you know, that's the whole idea. So the value and the experience starts to come together in the proposition. Helen, is that where you're finding, because I know it's a it's a charity that you were referring to earlier, sorry to keep coming back to them, but you know, that big piece of work you've been doing where they reject the term digital transformation, but I mean, as a big, you know, well-known charity, is that the sort of thing that they are talking about, that kind of value proposition and experience for their supporters? Yes, certainly, yes, yes, they are, yeah, and, and certainly in um, amongst certain segments of their audience, yes, that that they, they want to, to uh, improve that and also have that they want to be able to, um, you know, get that 360 view, of course, and be able to 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 uh, move supporters along different different journeys and move them over to 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 become more more active in in what the charity is trying to achieve. Yeah, for sure. So I think on in terms of brief that we you know we were looking to talk about digital transformation. Is it just a trend? Is it just a term? What does it mean in practice? I think we've covered through a lot of that um, and actually kind of come down to you know we talk, we were going to close out by talking about kind of what does it take to achieve success I think in some ways but that's where we've actually naturally got to which is quite nice I mean do you think does it do you think if you went back now to your clients and said hey we had this chat on the podcast about you don't well you're not going to use digital transformation however you choose to describe it um, and we think you know a a way of feeling successful at the end of the work you're undertaking, let's keep it broad, um, would be if you were getting feedback and um, you know, contact from your members and supporters suggesting that they're getting more value out of a better experience. Is that something that you would feel would make you feel successful? Is that something, do you think your clients would actually recognise that? Yes, I, 
big yes for me and I think uh, you know if it's almost like a summation and um, from my point of view of, of the discussion which has been really valuable it's like I quite like with a smile on my face talking to clients via our statements of work to be going yeah we are not doing digital transformation here we are doing change project we are doing transition project we are doing um you know uh modernization of tech and that's fine it has it has a place and uh, when we are doing it I would then equally flip it and say we're doing this so we need to commit to its principles and understand those but I think what the conversation has given me above all which is amazing is let's follow our vision and our and our objectives you know let's really talk about what we want to see in the future and tie some practical things onto that so that we can get there and um, you know we can't live in the abstract for long but to say what do we want to achieve and then how does that become the project plan, the program plan. <clears throat> Andrew, are you going to? Yeah, I, I, I do think we should be looking at our projects in those terms. So how, how have we impacted on the, uh, the member experience, the donor experience, the, the user experience as well? Uh, let's not forget that um, because that's, that's a big part. Um, it's interesting, though, that just thinking back to requirements gathering and vendor selection uh, projects that I've been involved with, where the, the detail that we're capturing and the items that we're looking at in a, in a vendor selection, um, a partner selection, are it's the it's the functional still quite often rather than those sort of higher uh, ambitions. Um, and I just wonder whether there's a way that we need to start capturing some of that transformation um, and, and that ambition um, in that process as well. So it's less about can my system do X, Y, Z and, and a bit more about how how can we make this system support the, the organization's sort of transformative ambitions. So yeah, I, think, I wonder whether we have a little bit of a role there when we're starting those projects. Adam, are you uh, going to Come back on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a really good point, Andrew. However, it does it does rely on organisations having a strategy, and not not all of them do. Um, unfortunately, or, or sometimes they're in they're in mid flow, aren't they? We we've had one and it ran out in 2019, and we're still trying to figure out what the next one is. And then it does make a difference, actually. I always I do find it easier to to run vendor selections and requirements if there is a strategy. If there is like a three-year plan or a five-year plan, it's amazing how much difference it makes to um, just the, the the compilation of the invitation to tender and to briefing the partners and being really clear on what what they want. Um, and so it, it it does it come back to that because then at least at least you know where, where, what your starting point is and what you're trying to achieve if, you, if you've got that. Um, I'm also wondering as well is if um, you know maybe we don't call it digital transformation or maybe we change the terms depending depending on the project or the client do we you know do we just call it a change program which is you know obviously another term that we use a lot as an organization um or do we call it transformational change mm -hmm. and then you know avoid the digital and again maybe it is about just picking the right term because you know if someone doesn't like that term digital transformation if they do see it as old-fashioned or just something that they can't relate to then pick another term. You know, that's what we, that's what we do, isn't it? A lot of the time when we've we all have those projects where there's a word that winds up a client. So you go, okay, I'll call it Bob then if that's what means that means you means you're happy. But if it becomes relatable, then and then they can see what benefit it will bring them, then 
you know, why, why should we get hung up on using one particular term? Yeah, no, I think you hit on some really um, interesting points there, actually. And I think, you know, we could talk about this for ages and, you know, go around on, you know, different things, terms and words and phrases it can be interpreted as. But um, no, it's really interesting to like get your perspective on, you know, what it means for your clients that you see every day and, you know, how it you know, if they're on different scales, it doesn't necessarily, you know, mean the same thing for them and for everybody. Um, But yeah, I I think we'll we'll have to point a close there. But um, yeah, just wanted to thank you all for joining us on today's podcast. Um, Yeah, and we hope you enjoyed being a part of it as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for your time, guys. It's really good to hear that. Yeah, what you're experiencing out there, you know, what it actually means in practice. And uh, yeah, scope for uh, scope for future podcasts in there, I think, with those kind of closing points about our services and and the terms we should use. And I promise not to change your job titles to uh, digital transformation (laughs) consultants. How's that? That's your reward. So we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. It was really great to sit down and chat with Helen, Matt and Andrew um, to talk about digital transformation, the term. And it was um, really interesting to hear their perspective. Um, Was there anything in particular you picked up from the discussion, Rob? Yeah, I think for me, Ellie, probably the the main kind of takeaway actually was almost don't worry about, you know, whether your project is, whether you want to put a badge on it and call it digital transformation or not. You know, a project is a project. What really matters is the change you're trying to drive through your organisation. And if you want to, you know, give it a, give it a, a, I suppose, a badge that everybody currently recognises, then call it digital transformation. But it doesn't actually materially impact what you're doing. So yeah, don't be, don't get hung up on the term. Yeah, that's I think a really good point to pull out from that. So um, if you did enjoy this episode this week, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss the latest episodes. Don't forget, you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching Heart Square, where you'll find loads more content on leadership, digital culture and capability. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.